Just a few film nerds breaking out of a rut Drooling over cinema that's hard and uncut Stick us in your ear, thrill to this month's picks And come and listen in, we're measuring flicks So they do actually blast through I wrote down It's an uh, ice cap, a full, like, thick-ass ice cap that well, they yeah, they well, they're like we're gonna smash the boat to pieces because they are in the Arctic. They're like we're gonna smash the boat to pieces under the ice. What is the ice depth? Or like, what's the ice in this in this part right. of the world? And they're like ten meters. He's like, we're yeah, but good. it's spring though. Yeah, he's like, it's spring. It's probably less than that. And they're like, no, probably ten meters. He's like, we got this. Yeah. Everybody, let's just everyone just chill out, okay? Hold on to something. Yeah, why are you all bummed? But for real though, like strap in. This is gonna be fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> then they nail about eight meters of ice. Yeah. Eight meters of ice. That, but a sub will do that. It'll punch through that shit. Yeah, but that... It's not like... I don't believe that. It's it's like I'm marveling at yeah. like the... How that's... The mechanical engineering, yep. dude. Like we built some... Humans built something that's so big and powerful and heavy that it can crush through like twice the height of my c- ceiling here. Like yeah, I ice like shit. twice the thickness of my fucking ceiling. That's crazy, but it does. It just boom, and it fucks the boat up a little bit. It does like everything well, Harrison this, Ford does. So the one thing that this sort of um, unnecessary sea trial did was knocked a little something loose in within the uh, mechanisms of, of the, the coolant. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he banged the boat around quite a bit. Yeah. So one little, just like Apollo thirteen, one little, like a like a, what do you call a thing? Like the ring that's made of like rubber. The O ring. Like an O ring, sort yeah. of. Like yeah, just yeah, a gasket. A gasket. One gasket fails. Failed, and now your reactor doesn't get enough cold water. It's like a Subaru Forester, bro. Yeah. Your car, you can have you can have two hundred thousand miles on your car. Our last car, we cashed out at two seventy eight. Damn. Yeah, man, it's a boxer four. You can like, oh man, we got a head gasket leak and it leaks. It burns a little bit of oil, and oh, uh, we got a little bit of a coolant leak, and uh the trans, you know, like all that shit can be going on. But as long as your head gaskets don't blow on your old car, just run You're forever. Good. Yeah, just run forever. The second your head gasket blows, and it's like a eight dollar gasket, you know, it's like this cheap ass piece. But when that head gasket blows, your, that car is done, done until you do the gasket job, which is twenty four hundred bucks. That I know. <laughs> there, Subaru corner. But it's the same but kind same of thing. thing here, which is like... A 38-cent piece of rubber something. Rubber gasketing, just yeah. <clears throat> just pops a little bit out of place, and then the steam starts shooting out, and now your reactor's overheating. Yeah. Like, it, that's all it took. And they So, I mean, one thing we did gloss over is they... Don't they actually launch the missile at this point? They do. Yeah, for real. Yeah, they launch them at... There's a nuclear test. Yeah, they're like, all right, now that we just did that crazy shit, fire the missile. Yep, and everyone's like, "Huh? Well, wait, what? We did it, guys. We did it. Yeah, we did it in like the craziest way possible. That was nuts. They launched the missile, and then he's like, "Well, yeah, we should probably dive though, right? Like nuclear yes, missile. I mean, it's going to go boom pretty. It's good. a big one, I'm told. You know what <laughs> I'm saying, guys? All right, we'll take one quick peek, and then we gotta dive. Okay, we can't be lollygagging in the Arctic <laughs> all day. We play football, American <laughs> football." Be like nuclear missile. I, so I'm sorry. Khrushchev is Khrushchev dies later. Yes, almost all of them die later. Oh god, we um, all die later, Max. That is true. At some point. So my initial note on this scene is: Fuck, does this seem needlessly dangerous? But then Ford explains it to Neeson. He goes, "These men are now a crew." 
rather yeah. than a collection of dudes trying to do a task. He says, these men are now a crew because they've done something they did not think they could do. Pushing them to the edge because we need to know where the edge is. Does that sound familiar? 12 o'clock high. Yep. We need to figure out where? how much can you get out of a man exactly. And how do we get that much out of them for as long All as possible yeah. until they break? The Soviets are still figuring that out here in 1967, which is, or no, this is like the 90s, right? Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, the old movie new movie and i landed somewhere in the hippie era that's <laughs> not good <laughs> um so after this test happens and they dive back down like the third mate or whatever like someone a little further down the 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 chain of command comes over to liam neeson into it in his cabin and he's like i was pretty fucked what happened today and neeson was like i'm mad about it i'm gonna write a report and this guy on his way out the door is like yeah you should write that report and while you're writing it just remember that some of us are still loyal only to you when you're right. like, oh, oh, oh. right. That's mutiny talk right yep. there, man. Um, I thought the score was really, really beautiful in this. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of, there's a lot of classical music that's happening. Um, it, it very much fits the, um, the era, I yeah. guess you could say. And, and the, it sort of reminds me a little bit of the red October score, which is very orchestral and, um, it almost seems like anthems, yeah, are played. Uh, it's very anthemesque. Anthemic. Yeah, anthemic. Maybe? I don't know. Anthemic. But yeah, I, the they're like the contrast between the like heart pounding like dun, 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 as they're like racing to the ice. That contrasted with like these beautiful like sort of like quieter mm-hmm. like pieces of class Russian classical music yes. or German ca- classical music that the officers are listening to in the like the aftermath of that. Right in the ready rooms, and it's there. such an interesting way to like underscore our our new plot thread that's been introduced as fresh out of the academy nuclear reactor guy starts tapping gauges. The fact that he doesn't report what's happening is the main reason why this shit happens. happens. Yeah, because well, he's green. Right. He doesn't want to report a thing. He doesn't want to get in trouble. He's gonna tap the gauge. What if he's wrong? And also, they they keep showing this gauge. Like earlier on, he'll tap the gauge, tap the gauge, and then tap it like extra hard, and the needle will drop. Right. So he's like, okay, maybe it's maybe just, it is just the gauge. just a bad gauge, which you know, make, it makes sense. A lot of shit on this boat is half-assed. So yep. okay, maybe the gauge is just wrong, but then it'll creep back up again, and he'll tap it, and it doesn't go down. He starts seeing condensation inside the reactor room, and that is like, ooh, that's not good. Shouldn't have water in there. No, that's pretty bad. And then, oh my god, dude, this is like, this is okay. This is kind of where the movie starts to go from like, man, Harrison Ford's a loose cannon. The United States might be out prowling. The transition from Act One into Act Two is fucking like. It's, immediate and jarring and holy fuck it's like you're it's like you're watching the hunt for red october and then it turns into the hunt for red october as directed by david cronenberg yeah seriously dude <sighs> dude it's it's pretty wild i love okay some of the cinematography in here so, so much of the cinematography in here is beautiful but there was i had a i had a, a bridge too far moment of oh like yeah something looks kind of crappy no no good oh when K-19 surfaces and they have the camera mounted on the the rear tower, the communications tower, yeah. so you see, like, ocean, 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 and then you actually, like, break the surface, and from that, that communications tower angle, you see the hundred or so yards of K-19 sp- stretching out in front of you, also breaking. It's like being on a whale's back as yeah, it dude. comes up for it's air. Amazing. It's so beautiful. I was captivated by that shot. Since we're talking about Simon Simon Simon. 
Cinematographer. Cinematographer. Or yeah. cinematography. Who was the cinematographer? Uh, I don't. I don't know the name, but I do know that most of most of the interior shots were done on an actual like decommissioned submarine. There wasn't like sets you could move around. They shot like on a on a um like an old sub. Yeah, yeah. Like an that they. So there isn't. There's not like walls that you can move to get a perfect shot. They actually created a like a rail system on the top. Of the of all the oh, P-ways yeah, yeah. where they could hook the camera up and it would follow and track around. And they paid and they disguised it to look like piping and tubing and parts of the ship. That's so, so cool. So through the entire, so every passageway, every room had like a maze of track work that they put up so they can hang this camera and, and have it follow the action. That's brilliant. Because yeah. you couldn't, it, it, you're already shooting so tight quarters. Yeah. You'd either they do have a hand guy cam. on a hand cam, like a steady cam and back Back in the nineties or early two thousands, but they're still those bigger. rigs were big and heavy. They they didn't get them quite. We're heading kind of into yeah two thousand two. We're not quite yet to like like red. Red yeah. is not ubiquitous. Where yet. you've got like a one, you can do Nowadays, one hand and it's counterbalanced and it doesn't weigh hardly anything. Yeah, you, this is like a three hundred like pound rig and it's right. as big as a fucking truck. Nowadays like, they'd probably shoot it on like a smaller like super hot like a they like a like a like a red scarlet like yeah. a, like a little modular camera that you can build build your own glass into exactly. put your own storage and you can they're fairly small but that's so smart to like have it yeah it's made a track yeah and then you're even, a monorail essentially for your fucking camera and you can't shoot on sticks because no. then you have to have a huge ass tripod that you're fitting in this tiny corridor Doesn't to work. shoot you can't move yeah that's of course they would adapt it that's so cool um so Harrison Ford is like, hey, uh, nuclear engineer man, seems like you're hitting that gauge with your finger like a bunch. <laughs> yeah, you've been doing a lot of tapping is over that there. A, yeah, I mean, they're saying you were tap dancing, but it seems like that one gauge that says that the reactor's too hot seems to have your attention. Yeah. <laughs> is there something going on? And he's like, well, yeah, like we're all going to die. <laughs> <laughs> That's like basically the conversation. Pretty much. It's fucking bad because when, he, when he's gone to the schematics, He's like, okay, I know what piece failed. And they're like, great, fix it. And he goes, it's kind of welded under this decking in a totally inaccessible part of the submarine that's impossible to get to, so I can't possibly fix it. And they're like, oh, that's like shitty. That's really bad. But I could get to it from the reactor side, right? I which could... is very dangerous. Good thing we have radiation suits for just such an occasion. Yeah, exactly. He's like, the only way to do it, and it... How scary is this going to be? But we'll be protected, so don't worry. But we have to go into the reactor room and actually physically weld that. See that pipe that's spraying radioactive steam all over everywhere? you got to get your face up next to that and weld it shut. But we've got radiation suits. That's what we have them for. Well, Those dudes should get an extra drink that night, though, because how creepy, right? Yeah, seriously. And then, you know, the the (laughs) fucking sub-commander's like, okay, Harrison Harrison Ford's like, let's do it. Let's make it happen. Finds out that the radiation suits are chemical suits. I think they were they were out of radiation suits, so instead they sent them chemical, chemical suits, suits, which are like because it's better than nothing. It's like a which mechanics, is a lie. It's like a mechanics coveralls. Yeah, that's been. It's pe- just rubber. Yep, just like a just like a rubber. It's a slicker. Yes, it's a rain slicker. It's a rain slicker with legs. Yep, and they're like. Okay, well, these are going to help us, right? And, they're, and a particle filter. Fucking doctor. Well, the doctor's the one who's freaking yeah. out. And then I'm pretty sure Liam Neeson's like, tell the men these will help. Yep. He's like, because what else are you going to do? What else? Yeah. Like, you 
you can't, you've got to give them something. And the men are going to see that and be like, that looks a lot like the chemical suit that I saw in basic training. Right. Wow, I'm probably going to die, huh? That's fucking Because aren't radiation suits bigger and like, Different. they look kind of like foily? This is this is this just is not foily, like very a, brown. This one, like you pull a hood up over, there's and there's like a little drawstring, and they're like, "That's a good enough seal." And the men are like, mm. "Oh man, Russia's fucking not a great. This is hard. A, this is a bad situation." Man, the movie goes from like, Mondays. "Oh, this is kind of harrowing," to I don't know if I can like stomach this shit. Like yeah. it is so intense. It makes my stomach hurt. Weeks later, teams of two for ten minutes at a time. Yeah, do them in shifts so that they're not exposed. Well, and the the two, Liam Neeson. This is where Liam Neeson and Harrison Ford are kind of working together because yeah. they're like, we need to be a unit. We need to be the strong core for our men to lean on because we're about to ask a lot of them to die. Yeah, that's they know. They it's know that immediately. Third, the third watch that just happened to be on. Yep, were the first six or eight to go in. It's yeah. It's uh. I, I think it is. I think it's like eight. Eight yeah. who have to go in ultimately, and then the job. Oh my god! So the we get this green recruit guy, and he goes down there, and he's like, he's like, all right, we gotta go in, and and uh, we've gotta weld this thing shut. Okay, let's put our chem. Let's all put our chemical suits on, and two at a time. We're, we got this. Don't worry about it. First two go in, and then when they come back, what well, I I teared up that there were volunteers. Yeah. Because he's like, we need 10 men. And there's like, we'll go. Yeah. And there's two dudes who volunteer. And you're like, oh, dude. Like, that moment, those dudes are there. They're like, it's just this happened on their watch. Yeah. You know, they just happened to be. It was their shift. It was their shift. And this went down. So these two guys are like, somebody is going to end up doing this. All right. Then this is what I'm going to do. And they step forward. And that that is a totally conscious decision to use the last to suddenly have now delineated what the rest of your life is the next half hour is the rest of your life yep pretty much well i mean they live for weeks and it's bad it's horrible that's not living in it's torture for the the next three to four horrific torture yeah so they're like okay the cellular structure of your your dna is changing yeah you melt your veins your veins open one of the the worst symptoms of radiation poisoning if you watch the tv show chernobyl you yeah. Chernobyl's. Maybe don't watch that, listener. It's fantastic. It's though. so fucking good. But like, if if you watched K nineteen and you were like, that was pretty harrowing. Give yourself a little bit of a break because Chernobyl is just the worst parts of K nineteen, like the whole time. Yeah. One of the side effects of really bad radiation poisoning, like being next to an active reactor, your veins just like dissolve in your body, so that your blood will just pool under the skin because it just can't flow through any of your circulatory system. Side effect of that is, even though you're in agonizing pain, they can't give you any pain medication because your blood. Doesn't, oh, it doesn't. It's your, not going to carry anywhere. Your blood doesn't circulate. They shoot it into your arm, and it stays in your arm because all the veins in your arm have burst, and you're just one gigantic melting bruise. Radiation poisoning is that's really gross. bad, and that's the rest of this movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a lot, man. Buckle up, Buttercups. Oh yeah, doesn't get any better. Certainly doesn't. This will be. Uh, It'll be like part one will be everything up till now. All yeah. the jokes and then part two will be like, and that's when the radiation poison. No started. shit. <laughs> um, so the first two men go in and I, I like that before, before they send the crews in Harrison Ford's like, give them some time topside. Cause it's the last time. Yeah. It might, this is probably the last time they'll see the sky. Yeah. And give see them the some fresh air. air. So they, sir, they yep, give them some air. The men go topside. 
they talk they they don't talk they do they're like they're all smoking cigarettes and they're like this is this is kind of it oh looking at the horizon last time you'll see the you know like there's the sun there's the clouds and look at the ocean and then this is and then they go back into the couldn't how do you go back down the ladder how do you go back into that boat knowing what you're about to do dude and there's this one bit where they're all up topside and one guy turns to the other and you can the uh everyone's like shaking terrified yeah and the one guy turns to the other and he goes hands him a cigarette and he goes 10 minutes it's nothing jesus it's god damn man yeah man um Permission to carry out reactor repair. God damn it. Comrade no, Captain. that's when I had to pause the movie and have a cry. When he's when he requests per, requests permission to go do repairs on reactor, like I mean that's that's the correct that's the procedure, request permission to, but the, they're asking for permission to go to their deaths. Yeah. It's fucking wild, man. Yeah. They right before they all go in, they they make sure sh- they they want to get their orders official. Yep. Basically. Yeah. So they make an official request. And Harrison Ford has to look these dead men in the eye. Brings the permission so, granted. Yeah. Says permission granted. May God. Now this. I thought this was really interesting because earlier on, there's like this almost throwaway bit where the reactor engineer sees another one of the reactor crew who's kind of like monitor engages and stuff has a cross. He's wearing a cross. And gives him shit about. And he hides it really quick because, as Lenin famously said, religion is the opiate of the masses. So the Soviet Union was very like. There is no religion. religion yeah. We don't do religion because if there's a God, then there's something higher than the than state. Us. Yeah. And there is nothing higher than the state. So there are no gods. There is no religion. We're all just into science and the state. And the science is like mostly about nuclear weapons. Right. <laughs> so, but the, yeah, the engineer gives him shit. He's like, you know, the, I could report you to a political. There is not supposed to be any religious iconography. He like kind of busts his balls a yeah. little bit. And then we, that guy who had the cross necklace is one of the volunteers. And as Harrison Ford's telling him, they're like, permission to carry out reactor repair, Captain. And he says, permission granted. And he looks right at that dude who's got the cross, and he says, may God be with you. Yeah. This is a sub-captain who's acknowledging Who theocracy. is affiliate. He he believes in the political end of all of this. He's right. part of the machine. That, dude, that to me, yeah. that was like a little, one last little moment of kindness, mm-hmm. one last little mercy before this dude goes in, and he's like, you're a hero. So you know what? Fuck the fuck, this fuck shit. the politicals, yep. and that's the first indication that he is more than what he appears to be. Too. His arc is incredible because I by the, love it. I do too. It's by fantastic. the end of the movie, Harrison Ford is like he's like this beautifully, almost like Greek, tra- like he's this tragic, tragic figure. Yes, you come to like really deeply, profoundly understand, respect, respect, understand. Him. Yep, come to almost love that character. And when you are first introduced to Harrison Ford, he's like a, almost a villain. He's like a v- almost villain. All level. of Act One, you're like, fuck, fuck this, this guy. Dude. We need Neeson back in the point position. Harrison Ford can just go dig, be yep. crazy somewhere you else. You go be your political officer, and by the end, fucking dick sucking piece of shit yeah, that you are. Yeah, yeah. And then by the end, you're just you're they're all. Oh, in. I understand. You're oh, all in I on Harrison Ford. It's such a good yeah. movie, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, so th- this is absolutely amazing. The one of the things that fucked me up the most was I wrote down the bells as they walk into their deaths because you've got the like like those like crazy alarms are going off and stuff and then okay you remember when we talked this is a brief digression but we're and we're almost here but do you remember when we talked about one hour photo 
and there's that scene where the two cars pull over. Yes, and the and lights. Like, tick, 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 tick. You know, yep. there's like a normal blinker, and then they cut back to size. And his tink, 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 tink. Yeah, well, exactly. So like using some like tiny incidental sound, like a metronome or like metronome in seven or something like that. This might be my favorite ever example of like using a background detail as a metaphor because okay how do you show that the ship is filled with radiation how do you remember that something invisible is present in the room and killing everybody some sort of light or audio cue perhaps there's a red light that is and there's a and it's one like one of the old lights where you can actually hear it turn on and off so you get In every scene, and there's that red light, that omnipresent red light. And often the score like will dial the clicking back, but it's always there. Mm-hmm. So for the rest of the movie, you have you have something in the shot that is reminding you constantly that this room is filled, Full of radiation. filled with radiation. That was really excellent filmmaking. This, I don't know why I'm like I was so shocked. It's a dude like I should have known that this was gonna be well, you're a fan of hurt good. locker right i so. fucking love yeah. hurt locker i've never seen zero dark 30 but my brother loves that movie too so like this movie's incredible this is this is like 12 o'clock high adjacent as far I as would quality say so. goes absolutely you know like you know bridge too far was cool and i gotta watch hunt for red october again definitely but like k19 just hit so right yeah. on watch number 37 for hunt for red october is when it's really gonna like that's when it's gonna really start yeah. coming in I don't know. I, man, I've just, I got so fucking, I just got so fucking emotional. I, I couldn't yeah. stop crying for this whole scene because it's like the first group goes in and the, the rest of the men are cut. They're wearing their suits and they're like, these they are getting ready. Maybe these are radiation suits because they don't know how bad it is in there yet. Team two goes Can't in. Can't hide it anymore when team one comes out. Well, team two goes in. Right. Tags out team two. They carry team two out. And team one, yeah. Te- yeah, they carry Team One out. Those first two dudes come out. They pull the masks back, and their faces are just like pizza cheese. Yeah, they're, they've started to, to cook. They're, they're yeah, cooking. They're cooking. They're coughing. Their eyes are filled with blood. There's like... Throwing up their lungs. They're like, throwing their lungs. It's not just blood coming out of their mouths. It's like kind of thick. There's like meat in it. It's, it is really fucked up. Yep. Honestly, like the 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 all of the men who are poisoned by radiation who come out of that reactor room, every single one of them is like scarringly horrific. Yes, they had to dial it down. The first, so they did. Catherine Bigelow and team yeah. did a bunch of research on on radiation poisoning and burns and yeah. all of that, and they wanted to to honor the crew. They wanted to be as accurate as possible. And the first time they shot with the makeup and the and the apparatuses that Did they the had designed, dial it back. They dialed they dialed it back because they shot it, they saw it, and then when they were looking at the the footage later, like we can't show people, we this. can't show people this. Like people will throw up. Yeah. They'll be taken. They'll be taken out of the movie yeah. because of how grotesque it is. Yeah, and it won't get the message across because it's too gruesome. But it was like one to one, like. You, you compare Working the com- off pictures, yeah, and you, stuff, you, yeah. If you were to compare like a, like an original shot from K nineteen Widowmaker to like actual evidence video, you know, Chernobyl survivors, you wouldn't be or able Hiroshima to tell the survivors. difference between the two. Man, like, and they're like, we got so they so what we're seeing in the movie is dialed back significantly from what they originally shot and, and decided e- they couldn't. 
We can't show this Even to what we get is like... Horrific. Really horrific, yeah. So when you watch this flick, take what you're seeing, multiply that by a factor of 10, and that's what these, these sailors endured. Right. There is part of me, some part of me, especially when we're talking about war, is always wants to... I always kind of have the, the inclination to go, show them. Show yeah. people everything. Me too. Show like, them all. Show them. Them. Fuck it if they can't fucking handle it. If you if you showed people, for Bird and I were talking about this the other day. Bird was saying if everyone on, if you could get everyone on Earth to like actually see and, and understand like what the on the ground face to face front right. line reality of war we was, would, never would go we to ever war. would we ever have nope. war ever again? Like we were saying, like okay, for one maybe like one week, every person on Earth suddenly had like. Images like like on the ground images of like war flooded into their heads. Like, what does it look like when? What does it feel like when what a it, mortar shell lands into a field of dead bodies and then it starts raining there, like parts? raining parts down, and then they start shelling your location, and now the parts are just jelly, and you're the rain that's coming down on you, like this liquid watery stuff. Are people you went to boot camp with, yeah, it's like you spent the last six months with like it's yeah. it sounds so horrible and grotesque but like smoothies falling out of the sky or like you just watched your commanding officer like lose an eye because a hand with a ring on it flew by and took his eye out that's a, that was a story i picked up from um the uh memoir from someone Jesus. who served in the pacific in peleliu arm blown off commanding officer caught a class ring in the eye and lost his eye jesus Christ. like a huge number of people died and the thing that killed them was a flying body part like if everyone on earth had that for a for a full week would that be the end of war i kind of think maybe at the very least there'd be a lot more discussion yeah oh yeah because a lot of people are like we're gonna go and fight and they i think in their head they see they don't see the people getting hit by the bullet they see their soldier in their head what they see is what we're programmed to see which is that statue of the the men putting the flag Flag up up on iwo Iwo jima yeah yeah they they don't see they see that but and you know like you watch saving private ryan and you're like sitting comfortably in your mm-hmm. home you're like ah oh, the horror of war but sometimes it's necessary right but there's a certain point of reading war memoirs and reading about world war ii and like the the introduction of industrial and attritional warfare right. where you, there's a certain point where you get enough of it in yeah, your head we got and you, 100 they got 99 we'll probably win yeah well, like we'll have one left. Well, dude, we're like Cold War plans. Some of the Cold War plans for like nuclear intervention was okay. We're pretty sure we can wipe out all of Russia and only lose about forty-five percent of the U.S. So that's good. That was our plan, dude. That was what was in place. They're like, if the Russians launch the nukes, we can. There was a there was an acceptable number of like the number of civilian casualties that was yeah. like the acceptable loss, and it was like in the millions of like. Five, well, the, six, ten the, million. the yeah. in-place plan was like over 40% of the whole U.S. Wild. population, yeah. man. You're over 100 million at that point. It's all of them, but we got 45% of ours left. Yeah. Oh, well, more than that. We got 60, like, it was like 65 or whatever. It's like, okay, we got more than half of our country, but they have nothing. So we won. What in the There's fuck are you There's also a nuclear fallout about? for the next 150 years. Or well, it's just, it's just like the numbers. Because you can almost you can see the military strategists being like, they lose 100 and we lose 40. That seems reasonable. And then the rest of us have to be like, um, yeah, but, uh, 100 million of us are going to be in the dead side of your equation. Like what? The, that's... I, this, numbers are the scariest thing to me, man. Because yeah, it's dude. like, you think about that and you're like, okay, so that's... Like whatever the number was, it would be like one in three Americans killed in a nuclear holocaust in the war with Russia, and the government was like, 
We can live with that. Acceptable losses. COVID. Yeah. Do you see yeah. the new one? The new statistic? No. One, one in 500 Americans has died of COVID. One of 500? One out of every 500 Americans. a lot Americans, more than I thought. One, of, one in 500 has died of COVID. We're getting up there. That's to like some well one in five hundred. That's then then there's the people who are like here. That's the odds that you get struck by a lightning at a gas station with a cigarette in your mouth and a needle in your boots, you know, like or whatever. Yeah. Like your odds are higher of that, but still, man, one in five hundred is kind of fucking spooky. Yeah, that's what makes nuclear war scarier. Yeah. Is one in three. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> like, that's terrifying. Um, so as these dudes are in, oh God, at. I'll just read the note. The choral part that's playing in the background as these men pull on their useless masks and rubber hoods and give their lives to save those of their countrymen. Fuck. This guy wipe this his assistant, remember the two dudes are in there yep. welding? The assistant is wiping his goggles for him. Meanwhile, the core temp just keeps rising like what they're doing isn't making a lick of difference. Nope, not yet, but Oh yeah, it's coming. That guy <laughs> Another note. That guy is so fucked up from radiation. The reactor engineer sees him. The moans of unutterable irradiated agony. And once they've dragged him away, the stunned silence and that incessant clicking of the glowing radiation alarm. I love that it's a click and not a klaxon. It's like a Geiger counter. Yes. And also is a yes. wordless metaphor for the silent invisible presence of radiation. It's still there with them, radiating off of their fellow crew oh, they're, yeah they're crewmates yep yeah. the shipmates are now little radiator batteries yeah man it's well i meant radiation radiator cools it's fine i mean it's yeah well that's that's like one of those things a mechanical say to like one of those like 40 exactly. something <laughs> women who don't look like they know anything about or the car. a 43 year old man named <laughs> carl <laughs> hey what's so my car has been like really yeah, we got in under the hood. Your radiator battery's going. We're gonna have to replace that, and also your uh, your dingle switch is just. Yeah, I was gonna say it's like the seven, second episode. Totally. That I, that I'm gonna see me called out for my lack of knowledge <laughs> on, on vehicles and how they how they work. That's all right, man. I'm taking my. I know I put gas in a hole in the side right. of the car. Okay. Brief aside, and I'm gonna only tell this story because the girl that it happened to, I have no sympathy for her because she once pretended to have cancer so she didn't have to go to work, and I worked 18 hours, and then when I got home, she was doing cocaine on my porch. Okay, that's horrible. Yeah, I know. So anyway, once upon a time, this person I used to know went to a gas station with her brand new car to go on a trip, and she pulled up. She was you know on the phone talking on the phone. You're gonna fill up her car. She pulled up to the pump, and man, that nozzle just wouldn't go in to the into the tank. So it's a new car, so she sure. must have like a different gas, whatever, we can make this work. So she's going to use a pen, and she held the tank open with the pen, and then she got the... the, the well, she, she put diesel into she put, it? She filled her car with diesel. What a fucking idiot. She, there's a reason. Yeah, there's a reason it doesn't fit. <laughs> this is not Soviet Russia. We don't have to like... The handle's green. Yeah, totally it's different. Bigger nozzle. Says diesel like right on it. But she used a pen to hold the tank open and filled the whole tank with diesel. And then Good like, for her. car started. It's running kind of weird. So yeah. she called her. I think she she called someone and was like, hey, I just, I think I just put diesel in my car. And they're like, turn it off. Yeah, no shit. Turn it shit. off. Call a tow truck. You just destroyed your car. Yeah, pretty so much. So don't sweat it, bro. You're, you and I, we might not be mechanical geniuses, but we've never forcibly put diesel into a gasoline engine. Nope, sure haven't. <laughs> Yeah, but you're great with airplane engines, though. No, airplane's fine. Um, all this shit happens, and they did it. Yeah. These guys welded the pipe shut. 
because they got to the fourth or fifth. It was like eight of them, I think, total. I think it's eight total, yeah. yeah. Who had to actually like go into the reactor. And they room. got a fix. They fucking did it. <sighs> they ran, dude, tying that door shut with a rope. Putting to, soggy towels Because you have to accommodate them. You have to accommodate The pipe that's now running From another That was what they were like They um, they were like We need to cool it And they're like Well we just need water right Well we have we like have Distilled water We got gallons of it Yeah like like there was like 10,000 gallons yeah. or whatever It was like also Some of the water for the ship So they just rationed Their own water And siphoned their clean Like cleaning water Potable yep. water or whatever Into the reactor To cool it instead But they can't come in Through the f- reactor side They got to they got to go, go like down the, the hall yeah. through the door. And then that last guy, man, that fucking last guy, um, the last crew goes out. Oh, but we should mention because he will come back later. The engineer was going to be one of the people to go in and do the reactor right. thing. But as soon as he saw the radiation damage, he panicked. Nope. He was like, I'm not fucking going in there. And there's sc- this guy screaming at him. He's slapping him. He's like, you got to go. The clock is running. You got to go. And he's like, I can't go. I can't make me do it. And you hate him so much. Yep, hate, you hate, hate him. You hate I him. I hated him so much that the next movie that I saw him in where he's playing a totally likable character, I fucking still hated You're him. Like, Fuck you, coward. He's like, what? No, I'm the... No, uh, I'm in I'm the, romantic comedy. I'm the charming lead who has a wacky no, adventure. fuck you. You didn't yeah. go into the... You should be against the wall, you man. You didn't go into the place with the thing <laughs> to make... We drag the, you behind the chemical sheds. He's like, I'm on a date. I just... Right. I just want to... I'm trying to get the girl in Me this Me and one. my tired eyes are going to go and like... <laughs> But don't I look kind of sleepy? And you're just, you're just like march. <laughs> you're like oh I got the ear bullets. Oh my god, no, not the ear bullets. That was in the early 2000s. I was a different person back then. Um, but they tie that door shut with rope, and then the last crew, guy number guy number two of the last crew, is yeah. like, "Go get out of here. I'll go turn this wheel." And why by that I don't mean like he runs down the hall at a right. jaunty pace and just Sla- spins the wheel. He slithers like his broken body into the... Dragging himself like his bones are made of knives, you know? Bones are made of mashed potatoes at oh this point. Oh, my God, dude. And he gets to the wheel, and his mask is, like, pulled aside, and he's dying. He's just dying in a sea of radiation. And he's, like, trying with his, like... You know, like, imagine... Imagine like somebody did all their chemotherapy at once. Oh my god! And then someone was like, "Now do open a, this jar of pickles." Yeah, do a physically demanding task. This pickle jar is on there. Not even like that physical, like something that because that wheel isn't that. It can hard be a little to, stiff, but you should be able but to yeah, turn but it. Yeah, but it's like turn. But that task is like, and he fucking, you might as well be asking them to push a fucking boulder up a hill. Like, but he yeah. does it, and he just he just fucking gets it, man. And he's. I love that he as the he gets the water running because he he turns the wheel and hears the and the water's running and he this guy's laying here and he starts to laugh. It's like we did it. He's like fuck yeah, got the water running and he's coughing up blood and meat, mm. laying over this wheel laughing because he succeeded and maybe his crew fellow crew and his captain are gonna live. But there's a little problem. We fixed the reactor. It's being cooled now, but right. we can't seal the room that the reactor is in. Yeah, because we got to leave the door cracked for so the pipe. Oh, the entire ship is being irradiated at this Harrison point. Harrison Ford goes in and gets that guy. Yes, he does. And of course, he doesn't put on the fucking suit because it doesn't matter. Yeah. He's, yeah. But he, he does. He well, goes he in and gets the ship made out. He knows. He's like, this suit is fucking pointless. It's not doing anything. So he rolls in, grabs that guy, and carries him out and looks at, dude, the look he gives the engineer. Mm hmm. The captain just had to go in and get that crew member out. What the fuck are you doing sitting over here crying? Crying, yeah. 
But uh, I mean, I can't blame the dude for crying. Really, like at the end of the day, I mean, heroism is a thing. Um, but you know, some some people would just they can't react in that situation the way you would hope they would. I had, of course, I had some sympathy for this engineer guy. Like when you see those two dudes come out of the door. You do the thing. Okay, put yourself in that guy's shoes. Now, obviously, yeah. he's got a whole other set of cultural attachments. He grew up in Soviet Russia. Right. He, sh- he should be one of these, like, let me throw myself in front of the bullets for the motherland mm-hmm. kind of guys. But he kind of seems a little more like me, maybe. Well, that's exactly why he's there and the why you're mad. Because it gives, well, shit, that's probably how I would react. In, it's it's in like you're almost ashamed for yourself exactly. because you see those dudes come out and you're like, brilliant it is so dude. good because you hate him because... That's probably what you would do. Yeah. I see those guys. Come you want to be the one, right? You think you would be the one, or you want to be the one that's going to put on that suit and go in and save the day. But at the end of the day, are you going to be how, that one? That's though? why Chief Engineer Gorolov has to go in and dies over the wheel exactly. because this fucking engineer won't go in. So he's like, "Give me the suit. We have to do this." Yeah. So the chief engineer, Chief Engineer Gorolov's the guy who's working the wheel, and the captain goes in and saves him. He's like, "Fine, fuck it, coward. Give me your suit. I'm going in yep. there." And you're like, "You're." You love Gorolov because he's been one of like the nice crewmates the whole exactly. time. You hate this pussy. You won't go in and die. And you're like, come on. This green gauge tapping motherfucker. Yes. Like- go tap some gauges, you useless piece of shit. But at the same time, if I saw those two dudes go out and then someone hit patted me on the back like, you're, you're up. up. You're up. Ta- you're up, champ. I'd be like, eat all of my ass. Yep. I'm not going in that room. You can just shoot me. Okay, all right. Wait, this is Russia. No, put the gun away. Maybe I'll right, think right. about this. <laughs> okay, oh, whoa. I didn't know that was actually on the table. I forgot. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Do I get a phone call or? Nope. Um, when, when he gets, when the captain gets Gorolov out and they like passes him off to two men, Gorolov like takes a moment of dignity where he's kind of, remember they're, um, no, it's not. Yeah, it is Ford. It is Harrison Ford, but they're on the bridge. They're like up on the bridge. Harrison Ford's gone up to the bridge. He starts to cough a little bit because he got a little. A yeah, little he dose. got he was a little. Only dose. in for like a minute, but he's that still fucks you up a little bit, man. <laughs> he's like, yeah. Walk through a microwave for sixty seconds. You're probably not that pretty when you come up the other yeah. side of that. But he's up on the bridge, and Gorolov, as he's being brought back, asks to go and see the captain. And he's carried to the bridge, and all of the officers turn, and here's this dude who's just been melting in their reactor room. And he looks at the captain in just agony, but he like stands up a little straighter, and he just says, Captain. Just wanted to be acknowledged. And Harrison Ford gives him the nod, and they he'll take him to mm-hmm. and they take him to the back of the boat. Damn. We better finish, Captain. And now, now I, I'm still being Damn. like Ford's accent's been pretty solid. It's, I think it's right for him. Um, this is where about the time where we start creeping our way back to Russia. There, because they can't they can't lean on the reactor. They can't. No, really, you're like, going at like um, essentially like port speed. You're going five miles, five, five knots, knots maybe. Because yeah. you can't you can't go any. You can't push anything. You're you're running on your batteries at this point. Pretty so much. Nothing you and can if do. you like the second you start nudging that throttle, now you're putting pressure on like some copper pipe that you ran down a hallway yep, to the a reactor roped to up heat door. steam to make more energy to charge batteries. To, yeah, you can't All do that. All they've done is stabilize the reactor. It's not yep. like the boat's like a hundred percent now. Now they have to limp home yeah. in a tomb filled with radiation. Because it's leaking into the entire boat now. Yep, because... The, they have to do fucking shifts topside now to limit the amount of radiation that they're... They have. Enduring. They ride on the surface with like half the crew just on on the top of the submarine with the hatch open. And then, okay, it's been it's been an hour, switch. And the, they remember, they're in the Arctic. 
So the people on the fucking top of the boat aren't like, whoo. I mean, they are. They're like, thank fuck I'm not in the radiation. I'm just out in negative 10 degrees. Exactly. On the ocean with like whipping winds. And it's truly like uh, we could talk like we could probably dig in like deep. But you don't all you need to know is like the last 30 minutes of this are like a slow. It's exactly what we said. It's a submarine filled with radiation and filled with men dying of radiation poisoning. Because at this point, there there isn't a lot of. Those tense moments, they're going in, they're going to get the repair. They're right. gonna, it's now we're just, it's it's, it's, that, it's those moments in, in military thing where like fast, fast things are happening. And then these moments of calm, quiet, right. but something horrible is in the air. Yeah. My, and maybe this is just how I'm wired, but like it, we go from like the action movie beats to like the pace of like a Lovecraft story yeah. because, and I think in a weird way, I'm, I've thought about this for a while. Like, what are you know cosmic horror? What yeah. is what are forces that are so big and so great that human will just simply does not operate? Radiation is one of them. Radiation is one of them. So I was like, okay, like creeping, like creeping illness and disease, giant cosmic entities. Like an asteroid is kind of a Lovecraftian. Yep. If 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 something like half the size of the Earth was going to hit the Earth, there would be fuck all we could do about yeah. it. You know, so it's like, okay, that that's a Lovecraftian concept. It doesn't really, matter how many Aerosmith records he listens to. Right. You're just like, maybe we could like keep on rocking in the free <laughs> world. Is it going? Is it going away? <laughs> no, man. You just you just put your Jimmy Buffett on and yeah. smoke your weed and eat as many chicken wings as you can in your last days, bro. That's yep. all that's happening. But radiation poisoning is one of those things where it's like, it doesn't matter how bad no you don't want that. it. How do you punch radiation poisoning in the face? There's if radiation just like if we were just chilling here and a truck drove by and it was like carrying sealed like radiation cores or whatever and that truck fell over and then like two or three cores just you know like a couple of like reactor cores fell out and broke open like this whole Nothing fucking yeah this yeah. whole fucking area just suddenly becomes like radioactive and useless for a million years yeah <laughs> half life on that shit's uh pretty long that's pretty lovecrafty to me yeah. dude it's like nothing you can do and you're just dead it's so scary the mouse the mouse in the cage was such a beautiful moment because you're like you're going th- backwards through the boat empty chamber after empty chamber and you realize they're staying out of the parts of the boat that have the highest radioactive like yeah. the ra- highest radioactivity and then we're in the crew bunks it's a cg mouse i shouldn't be sad about it but like when you're in the crew bunks and the, all the bunks are empty but there's a mouse hanging from a cage and he's like, like this little mouse is all fucked up. And this computer animated mouse yeah, is like, it's, I'm, it's I'm, dying, I'm dying, I'm I mean, what I mean is they didn't kill a mouse. Right, which is good. You and I are going to watch a movie somewhat soonish yeah. where they do kill mice. And I'm glad I didn't have to watch a real one die just yet. But like, oh my God. So the Ameri- this is when the Americans show up. And mm-hmm. They're like, do you need, <laughs> do you need <laughs> help? Do we need do, what? What are you thinking about? <laughs> we're sinking. We're sinking. But um, the Americans show up. And they're like, "Do you need help?" And they're like, "I need you to look at all of my ass. Yep. Take a look at it, boys. Oh, right on." And they they all moon him. And there's like a moment of joviality above decks. Down yep. below decks, Harrison Ford is like, mm. "We're going to dive." Yep. Call the men in. We're diving. And you're like. Wow, we're going to see ourselves in this. Yeah, hold on a minute. The reactor's blowing, and you're going to dive. Uh, That's it. Okay. 
All right, because we they have to look like they're okay, right? And if they stay on the surface puttering along at five knots, the U.S. with half the crew on on top of the the U.S. might be like, this appears to be a giant Russian nuclear submarine, and it might be crippled in international waters. We are gonna take this, right? That's a real. This is the Cold War, man. Yep. This it's could like be. This might be new technology that we could very. That's right. Yeah. We might. They might have nuclear weapons on board. Hmm. And also, that's just a call. That's a phone call to a command post away. Hey, we've got a crippled nuclear submarine. It looks appears to be Russian. Might be armed with nuclear weapons. It's mm-hmm. in international waters. Do we go on this? Because this could probably like turn right. the tide a little bit here. So the captain knows that he's got a fucking call to make. So he's like, seal us up. With a leaking reactor and go under the water. That is a horror. We don't movie. have to go far, just just far out of enough. sight. Yeah. This is a horror movie, dude. Yeah, dude. It's so fucking terrifying. Because now you're trapped in the closet with the monster that you can't get away from. Like there's nowhere to go now. And the pressures of the dive oh my God. crack the fucking pipe again. Yeah, the repair gets fucking shattered because they're because <laughs> of the pr- like. Yeah, they they start. They have to push the reactor yep. a little to dive. They dive. It's held together with fucking bubble gum. It's they welded all of the aluminum foil wrappers off the Hershey's bars. You know, we love American much, chocolate. It's a it's a real rugged fucking welding job. So now they gotta go and repair it again. Now, would you like the redemption arc? I, I want to pick your brain. Yeah, I do. I, I do too. I think yeah. it's great. Yeah, I think it's great. The coward engineer. Because it's almost expected that that's going to happen, and it could I, be one of those eye rolly like, sure. uh, "God damn it!" Of course he's gonna do. But the way that it's handled, it's it 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 works where it rarely does for me. That the the coward who decides to okay, I'll put the bulletproof vest on now and I'll go. Yeah, it doesn't work most of the time for me. Yeah. It works here I in this so film because the way it's handled and directed. I, th- I think it's the 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 way it's directed. I also think it has something to do with. All right, I'm gonna. All right, I'm going to go out into the gunfire and I'll I'll I'm going to stand up for what's right. There's a difference between like I'm going to go face an enemy that I have a chance against. Cuz he's still terrified. He is. He's shaking. He's the way he psychs himself up when he's pulling the hood on. He's like <sighs> puts the mask on, boom, runs yeah. in the room. You can see he's like cuz he hasn't changed. He's still terrified. To me, the difference is this. It's like all right, I couldn't do it earlier, but now I'm going to take my gun and I'll run out there. And even though there's 10 bad guys, maybe I've got a shot. That's what that guy decides to do. This guy is make, he wants desperately to live. And the decision that he's just made is okay, I'm going to take that gun and I'm going to put it to my own head and pull the trigger. Yeah. It's like, it's like a non suicidal person having to make the conscious decision for the, on, for the, on someone else's behalf to kill themselves. Yeah. It's like a, it's a, it's a really amazing scene, man. It is. It to watch. It's like time number forty-seven for me to cry. I know. Like at this point, honestly, you're just like, oh, good. There's no more tears. So now I just get that burning feeling in the eyes. You know, holy shit, is this intense? He so and then when they pull the fucker out, they're like, how long? Remember, everyone else was in there for ten minutes. He's like, how long has he been in there? And he's like, eighteen minutes or some shit like that. And the the dude is horrified. I can't remember which who goes in to get him. But I think that Harrison Ford, when he hears 18 minutes, he like turns and looks at the guy with the watch and he's like, what, what? did you just say? Yeah. 18 minutes? You, and we've seen what happened to all the people who went out at 10. 
almost twice as long as, as those. Oh my god, dude. To so like what? Oh my god, this the scenes in there when he's doing the weld and he'll like pop the visor back and you see what his face looks like at like the 17 minute mark, 16 minute mark and then he pops the visor back down and you're just like holy shit. And he's still in there blind, totally blind. Doing it by feel. Yeah. It's insane. He's welding by feel. There's a point where like he's welding with the visor up and you see his eyes are just like No, they're cooked. There's they're cooked. no there's no more eyeball left in his eyeballs. They're like all kind of like they're all like scabbed over eyeball. Yep. It's Mhm. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. This movie was way more than I thought it was going to be. Me too, dude, and I've seen it before. But I kind of like <laughs> I think I protected myself by like, you know, I I, I compartmentalized some oh, of it. Yeah. Because, well, you know, submarine compartmentalization. Luckily, <laughs> Hey, that's how you keep from sinking, man. Unless yes. you're the Lusitania. Oh, that's sad. Too soon. <laughs> Dude, it's the Lusitania. It was like the fucking 40s. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Um, so you're... Okay, he 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 did repair it, so he, he dies. Probably going to die tragically. So, But at least the movie's good now because he fixed the reactor. Oh, no, wait. There's a fuel fire in the nuclear torpedo bay because of yeah. all the gasoline that dumped out of one of their punctured rockets earlier in the movie. That's probably not good. Let's go deal with that. While the captain's off dealing with that, mutiny. Yep. Dude, shit is going so wrong on this ship. All right, let's seal the radioactive boat and dive. Oh, the engineer's in. Yeah, for- apparently that is the only part of the movie that was. The mutiny? Yeah, the mutiny didn't happen. Mm. Yeah. Well. According to the Russian. Well, like the- yeah, hold on, wait a minute. You're, watched it. Yeah, yeah so, well, let's maybe see here. So, so, wait. Well, okay, like all of this really shitty stuff happened to our soldiers, but. No soldiers would ever go back against Yeah, Mother fair enough. Russia. There might be a little bit There of was no mutiny. In fact, while they were underwater during getting all cooked by the radiation, mostly it was hot dog roasts and high fives. Yeah, fair, <laughs> fair, fair, fair. <laughs> Consider the source on that one. Hmm. I mean, to see how the to see how the Russian government treats these dudes at the end of this movie. Mm-hmm. So, okay, whether it happened or not, in Catherine Bigelow's brilliant film, Harrison Ford gets his ass relieved of command. So Liam Neeson shows up on deck and he sees... We have given the both back to you. He sees the political officer and like the number three, the guy who told him earlier, like, we are loyal to you. He comes back and he's like, hey, Captain Neeson, what up, bro? Fist bump. This guy, I don't, I'm not even sure what accent this is anymore. No, it's okay. It's like Armenian gangster. (laughs) It's like we're landing somewhere. Hey, man, how's it going? You know, we got this fucking guy for you, man. And he's like, Liam Neeson's like, he's here. He's hung up if you want to punch him in the face. Kind of. Like, they've got a gun on Harrison Ford. He's like uh, handcuffed to a pipe or something like that. Liam Neeson comes in, and you can see him scan the room. And he's like, something happened while I was gone. Hmm, okay. So he walks over. He looks at Harrison Ford looks at the political officer and then he looks at the dude who's still got the gun and he's like got it okay well done my friend all right excellent it's good to be back in command and now give me the gun and the guy looks at him like why you ask for the gun well they'll give me gun it's fine well he he does say he's like we how can we be a family if we do not trust each other because that was this whole this guy's whole thing was like Liam Neeson was like the buddy captain who was really kind of good not, with the crew. not easy on the men but good with the crew yeah. he was like in touch with the crew kind of one of the men and Harrison Ford had believed coming in like you don't be one of the men you have to be above the men you have to rule the men you know um 
And then he, so he kind of talks this dude down. He's like, I thought you wanted me to be your captain again so that we could all start working as like a friendly unit. You're holding a gun on me. Yeah. So why don't you just hand me the gun and we'll just get this done. He's like, oh, okay, sure. Here, no, okay. you're right. Do the right. You're right. right. That was fucked up, man. His tension's high, you know, like mutiny Woo! or whatever. <laughs> Radiation's crazy. <laughs> yeah, gets back, getting a little scrambled <laughs> down here. Hands him the gun. Neeson fucking puts the gun to his head and he's like, arrest these men. Yeah. He arrests the political officer and the third mate. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing? That's your captain, yep. asshole. Into the brig it's with like, you. It's like, we may have our differences and yeah. I might not agree with all of his shit, but he is our fucking captain. Yeah. How fucking dare you? Yeah. He's like, look, Harrison Ford and I have our differences. This guy, fucking asshole. Tiny dick loser, fucking can't think. Harrison Ford's like, oh, right, I can fucking hear you. He's like, maybe that's enough, you know? <laughs> he's like, he's just like a piece of shit. <laughs> I've never liked him, honestly. Like, would like to see him strung up at the end of war. You know, like, I. That's this is hurtful. <laughs> you can have the boat. That's how you feel for real. <laughs> Holy shit, I man! I don't even want the boat anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! I feel real bad now. Maybe Dad had it. They're right. like from Transylvania now. They're yeah, like <laughs> vampires underwater. Oh boy, boy, boy! <laughs> Look, radiation is screwing with these dudes. All kinds of like my accent sounds so strange. I feel like I'm from the what happened there. I am your <laughs> captain. I am your captain now. Dive. No. This is it's like the accent of a speaking spell. <laughs> <laughs> Captain, read me the launch codes. A. A. Seven. I, I, seven I, four, four. Eight. Nine. <laughs> Dude, brief aside, I had a robocall the other day. This is no shit what the fucking message sounded like. This is your bank. We are calling to describe some discrepancies in your credit card's name and it was clearly like a robocall, but like the they dialed the voice wrong. Wow. It was like, please contact us at your earliest convenience. I'm like, um, <laughs> well, no. <laughs> so that seems like not legitimate. Let's see if they call again. If they call again, maybe. Then we'll see. Right. But based on this, you're just a serial killer. Yep. <laughs> um, Hello, Sydney. Yeah. <laughs> Do you like good credit? And you're like, I mean, I yeah. I do. Creditkarma.com, <laughs> Sydney. <laughs> Sydney. Is this your financial advisor? <laughs> I don't have a financial advisor. Is this your financial <laughs> advisor? You're not listening to me. You're listening to me. <laughs> You're like every other bank that costs. Sorry. Um, so, Neeson arrests these fuckers. Someone rolls up from the bottom and says, the fire is out, Captain. Or no, they tell Neeson, yeah. and Neeson passes it on to Harrison Ford, and, Harrison, and Neeson calls Harrison Ford Captain. And that's where those two men are like, oh... You're still a bit of a shit, but okay, we can work together. Yep. They're, they're, oh. So they dove because if K-19 blows up, it'll destroy the U.S. destroyer, which could result Harrison Ford's fucking line. Because he, he tells him. He's like... All, all right, right, this is my reason. Clearly, I need to be a little more transparent. Yeah, he's like... <laughs> all right, uh, this, call it a wake-up call. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I needed that. Mutiny. Um, but he, Liam Neeson, he's like, will the men do what I need them to do? And Neeson goes, well, don't tell them. Ask them. Ask them. So Harrison Ford gets on the horn and he's like, hey, here's the situation. Our reactor's blowing. And if our reactor blows, it could blow up this destroyer as well because it's a nuclear, we are a nuclear bomb right now. And he says, if K-19 blows up and destroys this American destroyer, he said, that could result in horrifying retaliatory, retaliatory attacks on the motherland. 
and yeah the, and immediately and then like there's a long pause and then just like at, in that drill at the beginning station one yep we are ready. calling in station we, one ready station one ready Station two, ready. Fuck. We are with you, Captain. God damn it. Station three, ready. <gasps> and they all check every... St- I know, dude. I feel the same <gasps> way. Every station God checks in. It. And like every like a couple of them will be like, we stand with you, comrade. And they throw in like a little one more yeah. just to be like, dude, the crew is ride or die. Yep. And and Harrison Ford has earned it. And my yep, there fucking, it is. There, here come the goosebumps, man. Oh, my God. Yeah. So next line. So this must be where they pull him out because... All this shit is happening. The mutiny, the decision, the crews are all checking in, and now my note happens. Fuck, the engineer has been in there for 18 yep, minutes. Yep, been in there for two full scenes. Yeah. A mutiny happened and was resolved and an order was given and all the rest of the crews checked in and someone was like, anybody seen the mime that runs the <laughs> runs the reactor? I don't see Pierre. I checked his box, but it's just, it's empty. His it's, box is empty. It's. Do you know how hard his box is to find when he's not in I it? tripped over it, honestly. I'll be real, guys. I'm not sure that box is real. I think he might be making these things up. <laughs> but uh, they when they pull him out, there's a lot less wind in there than I expected. It's normally, this is like a fucking. It's just, just like a, a maelstrom in that box. Yeah, there's just and it, I couldn't find his liquor cabinet. He, he's got all the champagne, but I can't figure out where he's getting it from. Ugh. I think he might be making it up, guys. I think he's making it up. <laughs> is he? Do you think he's drunk or is this like fake and sick? So he doesn't have to work. What's he puking up? <laughs> well, now he's puking up his act. Is that engineer one. still in there while we're talking about him? Someone mm-hmm. get that guy out of yeah, there. Yeah, he's been in there for 18, 19 minutes now. <laughs> guy comes out, two people miming, carrying him on a gurney. Oh, my God. <laughs> he's floating in the air between the two. <laughs> he's breathing off of a pantomime oxygen mask. Oh, my God. <laughs> fake turns the oxygen up. Gives the captain a big silly wink, pukes a bunch of blood. Oh god! <laughs> Sorry, it's not that. It's not funny at all, listener. It's really fucked up. Harrison Ford, the, as they pull this guy out, not a mime. Remember, an actual, right, word, an actual Russian, Russian, Russian Don't picture a mime. It'll make it weird. <laughs> so this mime comes out, just melting. <laughs> he's not making sounds. He's yes, yeah, like, totally <laughs> silent. Like doing the convulsions, the coughing. Oh, this oh, that Joe Carl was. Yeah. Uh, it was we we lot we that. Uh, we didn't know how good it was at the time. That's the price of not having a camera. Is, yeah, it, it is. The, that joke was the cost of not being a video podcast. Because dude, you mimicking <laughs> dying of radiation poisoning just that was like the funniest thing. <laughs> there was like real <laughs> agony in your face, but it was totally silent. You were like, <laughs> just like. Torn apart, torn apart by like the extremity of human feeling, but totally silent. And I saw the grease paint. Oh, it was that was gold. We need a good camera. We do. I'm sorry, listener. I tried to do it justice, but fuck, Carl just <laughs> nailed some totally <laughs> silent pantomime on the radio. Oh, it's not the place to do silent. It's pantomime. not. We should go in with Michelle and be like, we've got this great mime bit we want to do for your <laughs> listeners. <laughs> we did a month of mime movies. There's that bit where the guy's like. And then that girl's like, it was wild. And it made me. I was. <laughs> oh, choose your own adventure, listener. <laughs> <laughs> but they pull this, the engineer out, and he's, he's 18 minutes in the yeah. microwave, dude. He's in rough shape. And he's fucked. They you really overcooked. Totally the blind. Yeah. yeah, ears running blood, face kind of not mm. there anymore. And Harrison Ford leans over this guy as they 
take him away and he says because he he busted this engineer's oh, yeah. pretty fucking oh, hard yeah. early and rightfully so. Yep. But here he leans down to this guy and he says, You are this is after the dude's in um in the infirmary. He comes back to see him after finding out he's been there for eighteen minutes and he's like, You are a hero. Do you hear? You are a hero. And then he looks up at the rest of this room full of ri- people sick with sick and dying or dead with radiation poisoning. And he says, you are all, all of you heroes. Sorry, I'm just adjusting my, uh, yeah, your eyelashes are eyelashes falling are off. I see just, that it's, yeah. I get eyelash shed. Yeah. Every time I watch this movie as they well. They made my, made my eyes water. So I just had to adjust my lower lids. And this is crazy, dude. Like, yeah. Harrison Ford has gone he's crossed the Rubicon yep they fixed this reactor twice but we now we're kind of running out of people who are going to be able to do the repair right so he and Liam and not to mention the entire boat is now one giant like, well, yeah like massive it, radiation. it won't even matter who's going in or not because no, the whole point, room is becoming all... the reactor yep. room like one one minute at a time yep you know and Harrison Ford turns to they ask Moscow they're like all right well, we want to get the dudes off the boat. We can look, can we call the Americans for help? We're going to lose all the men. Yep. Moscow says, no, just keep coming. Come on. Chug on home to Moscow at five knots. You'll get here in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Just tank. We'll be dead in two days. Days. Yeah. They're like, we're, we don't have that kind of time. We're going to be a ghost ship just like floating around, hoping that another sub will find us. And at this point, they're out of options. It's either die in the boat, chugging towards Russia at five knots, or call the get back to the surface, call the Americans. Like, and get sorry out of about the, boat. the asses in your face, but we are dying here. Okay, remember when we said we were fine? We actually meant we're all dying of radiation poisoning. The butts was just bravado, honestly. Right. <laughs> you guys, like, we could really use a hand. This is like it's fucking bad. I just saw the engineer. He was in there for like eighteen minutes. My eighteen minutes. That went away again. We're a Russian <laughs> submarine crew. <laughs> 18 minutes. Hi. Um, my name's Klazikov Nakabro. <laughs> like, what? That's not it. Klazikov Nakabro? Nakabro. I get it. I don't know. Man, I don't know. This movie fucked me up. I'm getting into, like, hungry time during this <laughs> yeah, show, definitely. and I'm like, oh, man, brain's going. We're all, I've only got, like, five notes left. Harrison Ford looks at Liam Neeson, because Liam Neeson's like, you are the captain. Yeah. I gave the boat back to you after a mutiny, so you make the call. Do we chug home to Russia, which has been Harrison Ford's plan the whole yep. time. Do not accept any uh, aid from the enemy. Harrison Ford says, I want my men off this boat. Yep. I am countermanding Moscow. Damn, man. He's lucky he didn't get ear bullets for that because he didn't. I mean, he got reprimanded like. Yeah, fucking, hardcore. He never like captained the vessel again. And this was the end of everybody's career. Oh, dude, this yeah. one. This was a total disaster. Yeah, which not these guys' fault. You know, is me- no. mechanical failure after mechanical failure because they're giving them wrong tubes. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, and honestly, let on. You don't want to ever let mimes and deer engineering program. No, exactly. But um, <laughs> so first real mistake. In a weird little like, I guess it's how it really happened. But in a weird little, like, almost deus ex machina, a historical deus ex machina, right as they're about to disembark their vessel to go and be rescued by the Americans, a second Russian sub shows up. And instead, they get on board that vessel, like, strip naked, try and detox the dudes, and then they drag the um, the ship home. Yeah, they tow it home. Another interesting moment where Harrison Ford stands up. um, 
for his crew is they're like, yeah, we don't want you guys on our boat. You're all full of radiation. So you guys stay in your boat and we'll just drag you home. And Harrison Ford's like, you want us to just go back into the radioactive like tomb that we've been in for a week? How about go fuck yourself? How about we're coming on your boat and if you try and stop me, we're going to have gunfire. Yep. So they I get, will take your boat from you. I will you. take your vessel and take it home and tell them that you guys all went swimming and died. Yep. So there's your options. Strange turn of events. And they're looked in this guy's like half radioactive eyes, his hand creeping towards his gun, and they're like, yeah, maybe you do come on, come on. I board. was just kidding. I want to make Total joke. Total joke. You've had bad day. I make humor. We have fake coffee. You guys will love it. You know. <laughs> um, I lo- and so they get on board, and now our now- mind is horrible. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you guys have radioactive blood, but Krishkov farts a lot, <laughs> so we are trapped in there with fart, kind of like radioactivity. You know, you can't get away from it, man. He loves sausages. <laughs> He, we tell him no beans, Krishkov, but he's just like pff, little reactor toots, you know, <laughs> every chamber full of his fire. You're not laughing. Seem like you've been through some <laughs> sort of hell. <laughs> Maybe it was worse than I had thought. Too soon? Yes. Maybe reactor is slightly worse than <laughs> bean farting too, but still bad, you know. <laughs> never mind. Where are you going? <laughs> just past never mind. We will go back into our boat. That guy, no sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather die from radiation than listen to your horrible jokes. And yeah, never mind, we go. B- we're going to go back under. <laughs> I can't unhear that shit. Um, they got a little French. What? <laughs> hey, baby. <laughs> oh God, damn it! Will you come into our boat? I don't know. I don't go. I don't really associate with the French people very much. We are Russians. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Harrison Ford, as they're now we're winding up. You yeah. know, Harrison Ford's looking at the the dead and dying on his deck as they get the semi-healthy people. No one's healthy, dude. No, they, they all end up with cancer. And yeah. Shit. As we get, once we get back to Russia, get to that tribunal, Harrison Ford's like half bald. A yeah. lot of the other men who are standing, but cause he, he they, was in the reactor weight. room. They're, they're hairless. They're gaunt skin hanging on them. And you got the, these fucking like five high generals sitting there like, this was a pretty bad fuck up. You guys will all be punished. And you're looking at this like emaciated group of people who barely survived because of probably partly because of these Your five fault. people's yeah. like fucking bureaucratic screw ups. You're like, hey, the boat's not ready to go out. It's going to be a disaster. You will take the boat out. It went out. It's a disaster. They get back and they're like, that was a disaster. How dare you? You fucking animals. You'd like, you made us look like stupid idiots in front of the United States. <laughs> Meanwhile, like Liam Neeson and Harrison Ford are looking at each other like, can you fucking believe yes, these guys? Seriously. Uh, but I love when, it, so right as they get on the boat, Harrison Ford goes, why did you not take command when you had the chance? And Liam Neeson looks at Harrison Ford and he goes, because what they did was wrong. Yeah. Love you guys. Yep. Oh my God. Yep. Uh, um, Liam Neeson backing Captain Harrison Ford at the tribunal when they're when they're talking about like putting him in a gulag legitimately as like a criminal. Oh, like you're gonna follow they're in like your tra- father's footsteps, like traitor you're gonna- to the state yeah. type shit. And Liam Neeson stands up and he runs through basically what happened, and he goes, "It would be an honor to sail under his command yeah. again." And I'm crying again. And I'm yep. like, Catherine yep. Bigelow, you gotta knock this off. One, two, skip a few. Berlin Wall is falling. What a! I love this day. It's like mom. twenty years later. Twenty when, years yeah. later, and we see this old man. It took me a while to be like, 
is it's that fucking Harrison. fucking Harrison Ford? Liam Neeson's old makeup is impeccable. The, the old, both of them are good, but Liam Neeson's is like, that's what that guy would look yep. like if he He's was. He's got the big fat Russian old man glasses on. Bird pointed out. Well, I, it's I, like Carl from Up. I, Bird was, I had not thought of this, but this is 2002. Yeah. Bird pointed out, she's like, it's interesting to see these, see actors in old people makeup nowadays because eventually, like now, we they know are that what, age. We know what they look like old. So you can be like, here is, I'm not like Harrison Ford's not like a doddering old man. He's still like he's making Star 80, Wars movies and shit. Like, but he's like 80 something odd years old and is making, they're like almost about to wrap Indiana Jones 5 right he now. He looks that he's been, like he's like 60 something sometimes. Dude, if I look half as good as Harrison Ford yeah. looks now when I'm 55 <laughs> I'll be like I have fucking I made it. stuck the landing yeah man. dude but like yeah it's I I was like yeah that but that's not how Harrison Ford looks at all and bird goes maybe if he was Russian that's how he would look he and I was like possibly worn yeah, a little bit more way to ragged way to go makeup people you're like well Harrison Ford would obviously be a handsome man of 65 this guy's been in a radioactive boat for a month you know yeah um, he's so, had cancer for half of his life, for Christ's sake! Like, yeah. As the as the Berlin Wall falls on the news, we see old Harrison Ford putting on his like getting getting dolled back up in yep. the uniform, and then the overcoat on top because now they're in like in Russia proper. It's the winter, and they he meets up with Liam Neeson. So what are you talking? About? It's like mid July. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. You know, winter for the rest of the world, high summer in Russia. Right. So it's like. Five or six degrees. You wear you know? one coat. Just one coat, yeah. yeah. And, like, hat's optional. Sure. <laughs> you know, because everyone's ears over there are already dead from, like, childhood. Um, but they go to the graves of some of the men who died, mm-hmm. like, during the mission, during the actual This is so event. fucked up. That- <laughs> and all of the rest of the crew, the surviving crew, show up because they were sworn they were Secrecy. basically sworn yeah like yep. and like you guys if you ever talk about this is highly classified if you ever say anything about this story you'll be thrown in prison for yeah. the rest of your life and because they weren't at war during the time none of them could be honored for their deaths there well, was just a uh, yeah Harrison Ford says I want you to know I recommended those men for hero of the Soviet Union it's their medal of honor yep, exactly and he said but because it wasn't wartime they weren't worthy of that title, hero. And then everyone's like silent for like, it's amazing to see everyone in this scene actually, you can feel the weight of what these men went through just and in that. And have carried for. Yeah, for 20. Two decades after. And then at the end of that, you know, everyone's kind of like letting that sink in because they went through this hell and it they weren't at war. Didn't matter not as far a war as, hero. Yeah. Harrison Ford looks up and he looks around at all these men around him and and sees the cost that that one those couple of weeks have wrought on the rest of their lives and he says, "What good are honors from such people?" Fucking amazing line, dude. Drop the mic. Yeah. Roll the credits. K nineteen, the Widowmaker. Fuck, dude. Dude, it's great. That is one it's of the. Flick. That is one. Of, I I am so unbelievably glad you suggested that i probably never would have watched it me too because i was i I, i'd I'd watched it once but i own it so i've you know it's one of those uh i used to be able to buy movies super cheap when i was a dm for yeah yeah yeah. so i mean i would get like two bucks a a dvd a lot of times so i would be buying like Like clearing house prices baby dude so and that was one of my many purchases and i watched it once or twice like 10 years ago 
Something. And I'm so glad, but something was something. It's the something show, like, I think, got too. To watch this movie again. Yeah, yeah. There's something there that you're not remembering. Yeah. And it's and Catherine Bigelow has been on my mind a lot recently because of our discussion on you know women in Hollywood and right. and how the representation of we do have one of hers coming up at the yeah. uh, I think at the end of the season that might actually be Hurt Locker yeah that I think doing. it is yeah so she's just been on my mind a lot recently and she she directed one of my favorite movies of all time Point Break I mean it's just right. like one this, of the fucking funnest craziest like this one definitely movies ever <laughs> I know like the difference between and that surfing, and skydiving. But think about Point Break, though, dude. That movie isn't just like, like a buddy cop movie, buddy cop movie. It's, a buddy cop movie. It's got like fucking everything in. There's surfing. There's bank heists. There's like undercover cops. Catherine Bigelow put you in the sky, dude. It's and insane. She put, she put Patrick Swayze on the water. Now yeah. watch her put Harrison Ford. But and it Liam also Neeson has this under the water. It has this undertone of like what it means to be. To be free or be to be bound to some sort of authority figure, right. and like what it means to actually like experience your life. A lot like, of her movies have that. Well, I mean, a lot of I've seen K nineteen and The Hurt Locker. Yeah. So like those two films explore similar territory to me, which is like what the men on the ground experience and the dissonance between that and what the high command's yeah. perception is, and sort of like the feudal idiocy of war. Which I like. She she makes. We talked about a twelve o'clock high. She makes the kind of war movie that makes you think war is bad. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, yep. you don't watch Hurt Locker and want to go be a bomb tech in no. Afghanistan. I mean, maybe a couple people did, but like that, I don't think that's what Catherine Bigelow. That's not the point at. of the flick. Yeah. She wants you to see Jeremy Renner not able to sleep and ignoring his wife when he's home because he wants to get back. He's got that fucking itch, that yep. weird itch. The people who do four turn four tours in Vietnam kind of thing. They don't you know? have beds anymore because they can't sleep on them. Like, yeah, yeah, sleep on the ground, man. Yeah, it's wild. It's really good. Anyway, we've been here forever, and Carl's got stuff to do because we don't have free time anymore ever. Hey, fall. Yeah, <laughs> wait till November, listener. We're going to be like two whole days a week. <laughs> Just right. anything we want. I uh, Dude, like I, well, like I messaged you the other day, dude, I think like the at least one episode a week is going to keep me like going through yeah. this whole thing. I, I need... This this to get me to get me through, dude. This is a rope to hold on to yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. so we've done. We've just wrapped up our uh, our Guns of August. We're finished with war movies for the time being. Um, next up, we've got some of your faves. Yeah, Singing in the Rain is coming yeah, up. Some Last, Last Starfighter, Star and. We will because now it's spooky season. And I'm leaning in hard to these movies. You and I will get together at some point and start watching some Robert Zombie. Sounds good to me. A Mr. Zombie. He made a couple of Halloween features. Sure Actually, that. this is the perfect time to watch it too. Yeah, we've got, to get into that. Well, well, also, we've got here's what we got left for the Patreon Halloween, the Rob Zombie, Halloween 2 by Rob Zombie, and the 2018 remake. And now, if we watch those in vaguely quick succession, you and I can Be go and see in time. Halloween <gasps> Kills in theaters, motherfucker. Let's do it. I did. I'm so down. All right, listener, you've hung out with us for a long time, and we love and appreciate you for it. Highly, highly recommend K-19, yeah, The Widowmaker. For sure. Unbelievably good. All right, um, tune in next week. We got more movies for you, and uh, stay frosty, and don't go in the ocean. Beware of